0: Hi, we're going to start the show here in just one second. But first, let's talk about our Amazon link at com. Whether you're shopping for yourself or if you're buying music by one of our excellent indie bands... Don't forget to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. Our special link will take you to the front page of Amazon.com, where you can go shopping until you're dropping. And by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission from some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link, and now let the cartoons begin.
1: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable. Never give up. Never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by Bubble.
0: My view of this is simple. We don't need a federal department of education telling us our children have to learn Esperanto, they have to learn Eskimo poetry. Eskimo poetry? Let the states decide, let the communities decide on health care, on education, on lower taxes, not higher taxes. Now he's going to throw a big word at you, unfunded mandate. He's going to say if Washington lets the states do it, it's an unfunded mandate. But what he doesn't like is the federal government losing power. What I call it, the ingenuity of the American people. President Bartlett, you have 60 seconds for a question and an answer. Well, first of all, let's clear up a couple of things. Unfunded mandate is two words, not one big word. There are times when we're 50 states and there are times when we're one country and have national needs. And the way I know this is that Florida didn't fight Germany in World War II or establish civil rights. You think states should do the governing wall to wall. That's a perfectly valid opinion. But your state of Florida got $12.6 billion in federal money last year from
1: Nebraskans
0: and Virginians and New Yorkers and Alaskans with their Eskimo poetry. 12.6 out of a state budget of 50 billion. I'm supposed to be using this time for a question, so here it is. Can we have it back, please? Bob Seska. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hello. The Bob Seska Show. You can always rely on President Bartlett to nail a Republican. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, July 14, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,272 of the Trump crisis, 112 days until the 2020 presidential election. And, oh, you might know him as Buzz Burbank. His real name is... Mike Elson. And he's from Buzz Burbank News and Comedy. He's sitting right over there. Hi, Buzz.
1: Hail to the name change. Hail history. We have to talk
0: about that coming up here.
1: <laughs> Hi, Bob. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we have not yet started our back to school shopping. Always wait to the last minute. Well, I got my test results back. Oh, yeah? I'm negative for the virus, but I tested positive for outrage. <laughs> I'm off the charts. I'm sorry. I'm way past you on that. It occurs to me that if the Fox News Channel ever decides to have a game show, and you know, they they tried to do a late night comedy show once, mm-hmm. and it, what we found out is conservatives are not funny. <laughs> and so th- that lasted about a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but if they ever decide to have, say, a game show, uh, you can bet the Fox News Channel would hire Chuck Woolery for that job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and they could call it, Are You Smarter Than a Game Show? Huh? Ah! Yes, the answer is yes. I I read that White House aides are uh, staying busy trying to cheer up the president. Things are things are not. I don't know if you've heard, Bob. Things are not going well uh, for the president. And uh, so, White House aides trying to cheer him up. uh, Back in April, they actually did this. They brought in eighteen-wheeled trucks, filled up the south lawn of the White House with eighteen-wheelers, and that's also the punchline. They tried to cheer up Trump with big trucks.
0: He loves trucks. That's what his mom always says. You love trucks. I do. I do love trucks. Uh,
1: And here, here now, is your Bob Seska Show social distancing tip of the day. Ah. Uh, Always stay at least six feet away from other people
0: and at least 12 feet if they're Republican. (laughs) Good rule. Especially if you're Ted Cruz. Slimy, slimy Ted Cruz, right? Leaving home, COVID's exploded
1: i've been worried some riding along on this bigger jet plane i saw something that was so dumb got no mask and he's not far away and he looks like jfk killer's son and i don't want to get a whiff of any of that funky virus coming out of his nostrils ted cruz jet bastard away. Amen. Ted Cruise yeah. jet airliner. Cause it's healthy, I want to stay.
0: That's yeah. right. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Ted Cruz, jet airliner.
0: Oh. Yeah. Make him
1: wear a mask or stay home. Whoa, Ted Cruz, jet airliner.
0: what a dick. really yeah. where Visible yeah, yeah, yeah. layer of slime.
1: Ted Cruz,
0: <laughs> Keep yeah. that bastard away. Give away. Put him in the bathroom. Yeah. great job, as always, Mike. outstanding.
1: Yeah, he, he, here's what happens every week. He does his song parody, and no. I don't, you know, I don't instantly learn the lyrics. So what happens is. <laughs> For the following week, I sing the original version of the song or (laughs) play it in in my head. So what he does every week, he plants a tune in my head for the week to come.
0: I swear to God, I had the Golden Girls theme in my head for about three weeks (laughs) after the thank you for wearing a mask video. Yeah, that was nice. (laughs) Thanks for that, that Mike. (laughs) Yeah, uh,
1: Mike actually and and, uh, a number of other people, including myself, got into a really geeky conversation last night about uh, radio, radio equipment, Uh, the radio equipment (laughs) we used in the late (laughs) 19th. And uh, we, we, and I thought, well, you know, nobody's interested in this. I'm kind of embarrassed to have this conversation publicly, except the conversation turned out to be hugely popular, apparently. <laughs> well, this, yeah. It, it means either either uh, non-radio people liked it, or there are more
0: geeks out there than I realized. Well, it was like an episode of Antiques Roadshow, right? That's an always <laughs> yeah. popular show, right? So if you're talking about Indeed. radio antiques, of course there's going to be a crossover. <laughs> and and cer- certain antique humans were weighing in. That's yeah. right. Okay, so uh, before we dig into coronavirus and Roger Stone uh-huh. and... Uh, Before we talk about all of that, obviously, the Washington football franchise, the Washington NFL team, has decided Mm -hmm. they are, in fact, going to change their name. Dan Snyder has announced that they uh, have decided to change it, but they don't know what name to change it to yet, and they're currently working on that. My personal favorite is Uh the, uh, the Red Tails which yeah. is a, a nice yeah. homage to the Tuskegee I like Airmen. That. I think that's appropriate. I think, first, we also got word from the, the surviving Tuskegee Airmen that they're all on board with this. If they, if the well, red, that's good. If that's the Washington ch- team changes its name to the Red Tails... In fact, they wouldn't even have to change the colors of the team. They would barely have to change the logo. I've seen some mock-ups right. along those yes, lines. It looks really I have good. I yeah. Mm-hmm. And as as a fan, I mean, I grew up watching the Washington team uh, every Sunday during the uh, fall really? and winter. Yeah, I was a, a huge fan, especially the 1982. The 1982 Washington team with John Riggins and Joe Theismann mm-hmm. and Art Monk and the Hogs and all the rest. Well, sure, yeah. I, yeah.
1: I still, to this day, know nothing about football, uh, although I did uh, follow... In my own way, uh, the the Chicago Bears in 1985 when Bears. they were a Super Bowl yeah. team with yeah the Bears with all with with Ditka and McMahon and uh, Refrigerator oh, yeah. and yeah. Mike Singletary and you know what a, a lot of cast of characters and uh, obviously what a what a great football team but uh, and because I lived in Chicago for a long time I really. I really sort of felt, uh, you know, connected to them yeah. in that way. So, yeah, that's as close as I've ever come to being a sports fan. I didn't know you were. I I know. I mean, I know you don't follow it much today, but I, I didn't even know
0: you had that background. I actually did. I mean, for a short period of time, I guess I went through uh, that phase where I really did enjoy uh, the sports ball. So I, I did that for a while. But uh, that kind of vanished when heavy metal music came along, 80s rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> and so that took over my life from that point forward. But, you know... Uh, There was a DJ team named Ron and Fez. Uh, I think they were pretty good friends of you guys, right, on the Don and Mike show. They were,
1: and uh, I I can't say enough uh, good about uh, these two fellas. I don't know when they last did a show together, but I know they've done shows together in the years that have followed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ron Bennington now does a show with his daughter, and I, I apologize because I can't remember now if it's called The Benningtons or if it's called Bennington and Bennington. <laughs> but it's uh, Ron Bennington and his daughter. But Ron and Fez were great. Yeah. And uh, I, let me tell you what I know about Ron and Fez, aside from the fact that their show was very entertaining. I remember two uh, lines that became attached mm-hmm. to uh, Ron Bennington, uh, who was kind of the lead guy on the, on the show. It was the lead guy on the show. And, and uh, one was, uh, I remember him saying uh, on one occasion that he... Just couldn't make it on time. Uh, he, he says it a certain way, and then another time, I think it was when we were all in New York uh, after 9/11, and people were bringing uh, sometimes pizzas to the studio, yeah, uh, to the CBS building there. And uh, Ron received one of those pizzas one time. And it was as it was set in front of him. He he because he's a, a fan, uh, stared at it lustfully and said, "Look at that son of a bitch," <laughs> <laughs> in reference. In reference to a pizza, and so those two lines, those are the two lines I remember him for. And then Fez, his partner Fez, uh, had a, an overtly a gay character uh, who uh, claimed to have a huge crush on me, and 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 I think the purpose was to embarrass me. But actually, I'll accept admiration from any corner. Oh,
0: absolutely! So. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't take that as a bad thing at all. So uh, they're
1: both they're both very kind guys. Yeah. Maybe maybe although uh, I wouldn't sell them short. Uh, I I might put them in the category of men too gentle to live among wolves. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I just I thought they were great. Yeah. And this week a listener, I guess uh, someone who listens to me and them or something, mm-hmm. sent me uh, this clip yeah. uh, of the show that Ron Bennington is doing now. And boy, was I surprised when I heard it.
0: They're talking about the Washington yes, I'm sorry. football team name change. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> that's the context of this was the, uh, conversation that was, for the show. It was the subject we
1: started out on, yes.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> something that has to do
1: locally and... Honestly, if you said the Washington Donna Mike's, it would make <laughs> a lot of sense for people. I like that. Here's the problem. Don Geronimo was always a Packers fan. You know what I mean? That's he true. never uh you know, cheered his Redskins. He loved the Packers. But likeable name tied in. If you called him the Washington Buzz Burbanks, yeah! I think that would put A smile on everybody's face. Oh, we would put a huge
0: smile on my face. I think everyone listening right now will agree. I think, you know, the Red Tails is good, but I think the Washington Buzz Burbanks is absolutely ideal. I told you they were sweet guys. There's even a great photo that could go on the side of the helmets. The photo of you playing the ukulele in the window (laughs) of your cruise ship. That is one of the best photos ever, and that should be perfect. I mean, nothing says fight, fight, fight. Uh, <laughs> like, we'll a guy, like a guy, ba- a like a, a barefoot guy in shorts playing <laughs> ukulele. Yeah. So, or you know, I mean, there's the other option of calling it the uh, the Washington. Mike Elson. But that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't no, have the doesn't, same uh, zazz to it, right? It's not not catchy at all. Yeah. Well, thanks to uh, to Ron for. <laughs> for mentioning yeah, you there. That's, so, that's you. so cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We have a big announcement right here at the top of the show. Gigantic really? announcement. Yes, you'll really? never guess You'll never guess who won his re-election campaign this week. The president yeah. of Poland, President Duda. Look out. Oh, no. Camp Town Racist, sing this we to do this. Duda, yeah, Duda. Duda, Camp Town racetrack five miles long.
1: Oh, Duda, Duda, Duda. Day. Duda day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Evil President Duda won his re-election campaign this week, which gives yes. me the excuse to go back to this all the time. Whenever I say, President, do die after Eugene Levy. Look out, oh, no. Cam Town Racist, Sing this song: Do da, do da. Okay, shut Ooh, up. All right, enough of that.
1: No. I I would laugh if I weren't crying about the fact that <laughs> no. that uh, you know people are continuing around the world. People mm-hmm. are continuing to elect uh, ultra conservatives. Yeah. Uh, as their leaders, and uh, that means we're not getting any better yet. Yeah. And that's yeah. very concerning and reminds us that we have a lot of work to do.
0: Have we investigated whether or not there was a disparity between? The polls and the actual election results in there because I'm thinking I'm I'm not thinking President Duda. Duda. Oh no, shut up! Sh- sh- no, I'm, I'm thinking Vladimir Putin is well in yeah. <laughs> that and, equation. And, and and when you say polls, yeah. Polls, yeah. the polls of the polls, yeah. the polls of the yeah. polls. Yeah, right.
1: The poll polls.
0: When yeah. the polls answer the polls, and then go to the polls, do the polls mm-hmm. match the polls with the polls? That's the exactly. big question of the day. Exactly. So. Well done. Well Where, done. Where's Nate Silver? Uh, okay, so what do we uh, talk about first? Uh, I know oh, the, uh, the the president do die information. Look was, out. No, can't okay, We can't do that <laughs> yeah. all day, can we? Yeah, watch watch yourself, Bob. Send the angry notes to Buzz Burbank. That's <laughs> okay, so, you know, I uh, I tweeted this last night, and I think it's an important thing to talk about as we segue into uh, coronavirus and the pandemic and all of those things that are ugly and horrible yeah. and not, yeah. not as fun as talking about the Washington buzz Burbanks or the Washington... Mike Elson! <laughs> and that is um, the thing that... The red hats don't seem to understand the the shirt, <laughs> the shirkers who are just ignoring all of the isolation rules, ignoring the social distancing and ignoring right. the mask wearing and indeed uh, hectoring anyone who they see wearing masks as being somehow uh, succumbing to the hoax and all the rest of it. I think they don't understand the dynamics of a pandemic. And that is, of course, a gigantic understatement. So we hear a lot of scientists buzz on MSNBC and elsewhere, all over the Internet, saying, you know, we have to shut down for a good eight weeks to get a handle on this. And we're talking about a national shutdown, because if we don't do that, the numbers are going to keep going uh, through the roof. But if we shut down, we can actually get a handle on this within just a couple of months and we can't seem to even do that and i think the other thing that needs to be added to that explanation is exactly why a national shutdown is important because i think some people go Well, the infection rate isn't bad where I am. Why should we shut down? And those people have to uh, also shut down, even though their numbers are much higher than ours.
1: Because the virus doesn't recognize state lines and people travel. Yep, yep. uh, And families get together and that sort of thing. Uh, This is is the bad. The big debate this week, I think, uh, and believe me, there's always plenty to debate. The big debate this week has been about whether or not or how to reopen schools. Mm. Uh, let me save everybody a lot of trouble there isn't going to be school this fall unless we take drastic action now right. i agree with the shutdown i've heard i haven't heard 8 weeks i've heard 2 weeks i've heard 6 weeks i've heard 4 weeks i've heard 3 weeks i but but yes a total shutdown for a, another month i think at least would be in order i don't i don't know if 2 months is necessary other health experts may feel that way. I've read others who say it wouldn't take even that long yeah. to 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 do it, not just to flatten the curve, but to crush it. Mm-hmm. If everybody wore a mask when they do have to go out and everybody went back to staying home, we know from studies that we saved tens of thousands of lives yep. earlier this year by staying home. We know how many lives we would have lost if we hadn't stayed home it would be wise to do so again if you want the schools to reopen which has been the big topic this week if you want business to reopen especially if i were running for re-election as president and i wanted business open by election day i would shut everything the fuck down yeah. now so that that's possible it's not going to be possible unless we do that i see the i see governors across the nation red and blue uh stepping up on on masks and and closing bars and we're at a point we're hearing from some health experts that that's not enough let's just put the brakes on i I know it sucks i know it's painful but our kids can't go another year uh, without school and the only way to make that possible is to shut down now in july so that we can maybe open in
0: september I mean, the only way we eradicate the virus Uh is if everyone is locked down. Rather than this disjointed, herky-jerky, state-by-state, one state's open, one state's closed kind of thing. It doesn't work. Counties,
1: city to city, county to county. Yeah. States have one set of rules, cities have another. It's a mess. It's a freaking mess. And we've said... We've been saying for three months. I've been saying for three months. A unified approach is mm-hmm. the only answer here. Right. Yeah. You know, if we all hunker down together, well, like well, like President Bartlett said, all of us pretending exactly. real. Yeah. yeah yeah, uh Yeah, it, it, it wasn't... It won't be just uh, one state that defeats the virus. We all have to do it together, just as it wasn't just one state uh, that won World War II.
0: Yeah, exactly, and it comes right down to human nature. I mean, people in the not-so-safe states see uh, other people opening up and uh, in the process of watching other people opening up, uh, they decide to shirk their responsibility because of FOMO, fear of missing out, or some sort of envy. Well, well, they're opening up, and we don't get to go out and be free and do the things that we want. It's the envy, it's the fear of missing out right. that drives True. people I to agree. take risks and to jump into swimming pools with 80, 100 other people. I or- think
1: fear of missing out, you're right, is has been a huge factor. I don't know that people decided to shirk their responsibilities. I think they decided that it was actually safe. And they got plenty of bad signals that it was. Uh, was, There's enough disinformation out there that uh, certain people became reasonably convinced on, like you said, the evidence that they could see that it was safe to go out again. I don't think they decided to be irresponsible. I think they decided it wasn't irresponsible to do so. And again, this goes to the lack of a unified approach, a lack of leadership a lack of uh, not only overall education, general education, but specific health information in the midst of this crisis. Had all of that been clear and strong
0: from the very beginning, we wouldn't have these doubts. Right. And you know what? It's also the states that are open, you know, because then you get people who are then free to do and to pursue their lives and to go back to work and to go back to school and all the rest of it. But at the same time, again, they're setting Mm -hmm. this... Standard then for the states that aren't fully reopened yet. And so there's a conflict there. It's almost like, you know, when you were a kid and you were assigned a bunch of chores, you weren't allowed to finish your chores until all of your brothers and sisters were also finished, too. I mean, this is a a group effort. It's a team effort. That's how this is supposed to work. It's all or people die. It's it's all of us or people succumb to this and everything gets worse. So, obviously, the shirkers don't get this very basic human nature dynamic and I doubt they ever will until they actually get the virus and that's well the likewise
1: turnaround. likewise you remember from childhood as well what it was like to be punished for something another kid did. So oh, yeah. you can also understand the feeling of states where they have the virus under control right. and we, we still have a few of them left uh, at least five, maybe as many as 12 states mm-hmm. for what it's worth where it's where it's still under control and I can understand why they would feel that they're being punished. Uh, for the crimes of the uh, of the 39 states uh, who are setting records and and seeing uh, increases in in cases. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I think that uh, there is that envy, that that envy is part of it. But, uh, and not only do we have to have a unified approach, but we aren't really asking people to do that much. Yeah. We're asking you to wear a mask. That's not like the sacrifices your parents or grandparents made in the Depression or during World War II. Uh, the sacrifices then you can't imagine. Where, where if you think you're pissed about the things you're being asked to do now, oh, you wouldn't have liked it all uh, back then, but people did it for exactly the reason you said, all for one and one for all.
0: Uh, Speaking of the past, I mean, 100 years ago, Buzz, uh, you didn't have Instagram and Facebook and social media where you could actually sit there and advertise all the fun that you're having in the face of coronavirus, whether you're violating the rules or whether you're just going along with the reopening phase-in. Regardless Mm -hmm. of that, people are seeing the upside and the downside of this, and the grass is always greener. I mean, again, we're talking about human nature here. You know, you see someone who's opened up and they're going to the pool, and you want to do the same thing, so maybe you roll the dice a little bit, and and vice versa. If you're going to the pool, you're setting an example where other people who may not be as safe as you are are taking chances. Now, what happens is they take a chance, they end up getting the virus, they end up spreading it further and further and further, making Mm -hmm. it worse for everybody. That's why it has to be. All of those reasons, that's why it has to be a national effort. And I'm glad you picked up on that buzz about the West Wing clip we played at the top. Because, again, (laughs) it is a national effort. I mean, hell, David Lee Roth was even talking about that in an interview today with... uh, I forget who he was talking to. But uh, David Lee Roth was talking about how everyone needs to you know act responsibly across the board. We all have to do our duties. I never...
1: I never, I never thought I'd hear that from David Lee Roth. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, David not... Lee Roth, kids, kids. David Lee Roth says, "Act
0: responsibly." Yes. <laughs> God damn it, David I Lee know. Roth is a vector. That we... is for sure. But even David Lee Roth <laughs> is acting responsibly. We we have to do better. We we <laughs> oh, have, we just, just have to do better. Uh, so anyway, and speaking of doing better, I just have to yeah. take a second to uh, say. What the hell are you thinking, Ashley Parker from NBC News? Ashley Parker the other day what tweeted, you know? yeah, I saw the picture of Donald Trump wearing a mask for once, the least he could do without doing nothing. So uh-huh. uh, he closed down China, apparently, and then yeah. wore a mask for five seconds and got, uh, uh, got, right, got a got a photo right. up and then proceeded to pull it down below his nose, making it entirely useless. But yet, Donald Trump is, again like Lucy and Charlie Brown with the goddamn football, referred to as presidential. That's what Ashley Mm -hmm. Parker did. She said, dare I say, Trump looked presidential wearing the mask. You know, we really need to define as a country what presidential actually means because just the fact that he wore a goddamn mask does not make him look presidential. What about wearing a mask makes him look presidential? Anything? I don't see it. And and again, it's this normalization of his half-assed, illegitimate, hack-fraud presidency. And I just, I don't get it why they keep going there. He has had four years now to get his act together, and he'll never, ever do it. It is is beyond the reach of his brand. He will never allow himself to be presidential as a regular thing, as the typical agreed-upon definition of presidential people like ashley are making it worse for
1: the credibility of the news media mm-hmm. uh, this is why i think uh, at least progressives uh, have trouble trusting the media now yeah. and again we're talking about one individual here it's it's still poison in the well but but uh, it's it doesn't mean that it, you know, it doesn't poison the entire well. It means no. this cup, this cup of water is poison. Right. And and people need to be better consumers and be aware of that. I think it's okay to be harsh on people like Ashley for for sidetracking, for getting us off the subject. Uh, the fact that he wore a mask for five seconds does not make him presidential. Oh. And it, and it infuriates me as well to to hear that, to see that. That that's got to stop. That's just got to stop.
0: You know who looks presidential in a mask? President Duda. <laughs> Look out, oh, Cape Town racists! Sing this song. It's like habit. My finger goes right to that button, and I just I can't control myself, can I? All the Duda Day. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, um, easily the biggest uh, coronavirus story right now is this opposition research the White House is putting together on Dr. Fauci. We always wonder what it would look like if the president and the White House were completely and totally incompetent in the face of a global crisis. And here we are. We get to see it firsthand. That's not in a positive way. Not like, oh, great, we're treated to such fun coming from the white. No, this is... So uh, this is like staring into the reactor core at Chernobyl, just sticking our face <laughs> in that stream of well, ions and radiation, just stream <laughs> the smoke and the awfulness coming out of the core. That's what it's like following this shit, and uh, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then into the mix jumps this notion that their expert, one of the leading experts in the world on pandemics and viruses, Dr. Anthony Fauci. It mm-hmm. becomes suddenly the object of scorn and ridicule from this White House. Op- op- opposition research. Opposition one
1: research. Of, uh, a, 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 you know, one of the, obviously the top infectious disease expert in the government. And uh, the, the idea here is to attack its credibility. Bob, when I'm on a talk show and I don't have thoughts of my own, I rely on the thoughts of others to get me by. And <laughs> I don't remember... I don't remember who said it, but uh, I read something this morning that I thought was pretty on target. It would be like uh, pulling LeBron James and criticizing him for uh, some basketball error he made early in his career mm-hmm. or early early in the season. Uh, in, in any given case, uh, you're this is Fauci is the LeBron James of infectious diseases. Yeah, and uh, does you, you, to to pick on him is a political. Uh, nightmare. And and yet Trump did it anyway because he was steamed that Fauci said we need to back up on on reopening the country. Uh, Trump didn't like that at all. Trump doesn't like the fact that Fauci has found ways around the ban they have on him appearing on network television. Uh, Trump not happy about any of that. But then Trump remembered and oh, he hates this, that Fauci's approval rating is 67 percent and his is 26 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the numbers are in, in, not comparable. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it, Trump hates all of that. But as soon as the, the pushback came, as soon as America said, uh, because America does trust Fauci far more than Trump, uh, as soon as that pushback came, Trump said, oh, he, he and I get along fine. We, we have a good <laughs> relationship. We, we don't always agree, but we're... We're good. We're we're yeah. good, and and they haven't met mm. for over two months. Right. Uh, that, that's where we're at. This is just part of the ongoing disregarding of science, trying to paint this false picture of everything's okay, so that uh, you know to improve his re-election chances. That's right. He wants he wants everything, even if it isn't. It's like a facade in a, in a, in, a, in a, like a Western movie set. That's just a facade. There's really no, no buildings behind those storefronts that mm-hmm. you see on, on the Cowboy street, on the main street of Cowboy town. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it's, it, it's, it's all just a facade. He wants to create the illusion that everything is okay going into Election Day.
0: Right, and the idea is to spread the word around and start the Whisper campaign that Dr. Fauci has been wrong on many, many been, things.
1: Oh, oh, they didn't even say many. This, the, this, The White House statement cracked me up. It said he's been wrong on things. Things. <laughs> things. Thanks for... Thanks for clearing that up. And Wrong then that was followed. Wrong. That was followed by uh, quotes from Fauci back in January, where nobody knew anything about the virus. Uh, Fauci thinking out loud, trying to figure out, uh, trying to decide the best way to go. Many of the quotes were incomplete or taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Uh, many in many cases, he was saying what everybody else was saying at that time. Uh, this is a smear campaign, and and when confronted about it, it was a Kayleigh McEnany uh, told reporters uh, when she was asked about it. She said, "Oh no, no, this is not opposition research. This is exactly opposition research." Yeah. Fauci, our infectious disease expert, being in the government, being treated as a political enemy for sharing science and this is Mm -hmm. again part of the administration's ongoing war we saw it in the bush administration and again and even worse even worse this ongoing war in the trump administration against science
0: in order to shield who donald trump really is from donald trump's fanboys is they constantly have to put out the word that everyone is wrong Except for Donald Trump, Donald Trump right. is the authority on literally everything. You know the guy who's lied twenty thousand times in the last three yeah. and a half years. Yeah, that now guy. Twenty thousand. Right. There's <laughs> still people are place your bets as to whether he'll make twenty
1: five thousand by election day. Uh, last month, the Washington Post fact checkers estimated that Trump might not hit twenty five thousand uh, by uh, election day. Wow. But it, it, it now appears that he will. <laughs>
0: that, so, yeah. The, the might not hit one he, was really optimistic. <laughs> ye, ye of little faith. <laughs> That's right. I mean, but again, it's, it's this ongoing shell yeah. game. It's the, don't look at the liar. Even, don't look at the con man behind the curtain. The real problem is over there with, you know, literally everyone else who's not. Trump. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not us. And, and this is true, Bob also for
1: the administration, for yeah. example, health and human services, uh, uh, official uh said no no the problem on the shortage of testing right and testing materials the problem there mm. that's a uh, mismanagement and miscommunication by the states that's yeah. not us so what they're saying again this is the same thing you said about trump the individual all of the states are wrong the federal government is right
0: mm. <laughs> so
1: you know these these dozen or so states that are whining about not getting testing supplies." They're the ones who are wrong We're the ones who are right yeah. Who do you believe the 12 are the one
0: Right well you know what we've got some information along those lines From former really? chief of staff Former chief of everything yes. Former man about town Mick Mulvaney yes. who has some words About Donald Trump and, and testing He's a renaissance man <laughs> Right. Oh, my God. Apologies to actual renaissance men. (laughs) But, voice we all know that the Clean Phone Pro with powerful UV lights kills bacteria and viruses that live on your cell phone, car, house keys, credit cards, earbuds, face masks, and more. It's everywhere. But what happens when you're driving to the store, you reach for your face mask and realize, oh, crap, I wore this yesterday. Ah, I can't put it on again. Now you can sanitize that mask in under five minutes. In your car. Believe it or not, it's amazing space-age technology because the Phone Pro now ships with a powerful car plug adapter included in the package. So whatever you're keeping safe at home, you can have the benefits of the Phone Pro with you and sanitize those constantly touched items anywhere, your home, in your car, or at the office. Get the Phone Pro now with a car plug adapter. Add the code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word. Again, SEXYLIBERAL, all one word. That's the promo code at checkout and you'll get free two-day shipping. Only you can defend yourself and your family from bacteria and viruses. Get the new Clean Phone Pro package, get KN95 masks, too, and get free two-day shipping by adding the code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word. Go to thenewdealshop.com. That's your address now. Go to thenewdealshop.com. Thank you. The Bob new music from my friend Rich Turgeon, um, covering Tom Petty here, Learning to Fly, from his brand new album, Sea Change. It's out right now. Get it. Nice job. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Rich Turgeon is one of the greatest musicians uh, working today, recording music today. Holy crap.
1: Yeah, and you can't go wrong with a Tom Petty song.
0: (laughs) Absolutely not. Oh, man. Uh, link in the description at com. Also go to com slash music if you want to submit your music. If you have a band, if you're a recording artist, go there. Do that. We'll play it on the show. My favorite, if I may
1: diverge and get us off of everything again, <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, Tom Petty song is Breakdown. Yeah. And it appeared in a movie uh, in, uh, what, 19 something. and And it was about DJs in a radio station. And there were things... Uh, Rocky Mountain Mike hates this movie. I, I, I happen to love it. And, and I wasn't able to defend it online because then that just looks defensive. Yeah. But I want to say what I like about the movie is that I know every character in the movie FM. If you can ever find it, the ending is horribly, especially the ending, is horribly unrealistic. However, yeah. just know that all of those characters are real. The morning man is real. The overnight guy is real. The every, every I know and have worked with all of those people in real life, those characters. Yeah. And uh, that was the thing that I loved most about the movie, aside from the music. Uh, but if you ever got a chance and you you want to, you know, harken back to the late 70s, uh, I recommend FM.
0: Yeah, the days of carts and reel-to-reel tape yes, and yes. all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, right.
1: I could show you tricks with a real or my friend.
0: <laughs> Nobody knows what the hell we're talking about now. I know. I, I don't. Know. I don't care. Um, okay. All right. So moving along here, uh, Mick yes. Mulvaney. We were talking about Mick, Mick Mulvaney yes. before the break. Renaissance, uh, Renaissance, man, uh, Renaissance man, yes. Renaissance <laughs> man, Mick Mulvaney. Uh, yeah. Renaissance man, not by choice, but by presidential <laughs> command, presidential fiat. Well, kind
1: of, because I remember early on, I remember this clearly, Uh, Stories that said there was nothing Mick Mulvaney wanted more than to be uh, Trump's chief of staff at at the time. He quickly soured on the idea, as they all do, but but there was a time where that was what he wanted more than life itself.
0: Yeah, but Mick Mulvaney, very confused about the pandemic is Mick Mulvaney. He's not sure whether uh-huh. to blame Trump or not. At first, uh, yeah. his latest uh, uh, remarks to CNBC, he said, uh, the reason you're seeing so much attention to the coronavirus today is that they think this is going to be what brings down the president. That's what this is all about. So the attention paid to something that's murdered uh, 137,000 Americans right now, Ah, it's all about Trump. Everything's about Trump, isn't it? Whenever, whenever whenever, we want
1: to defeat a political opponent, we try to kill 135,000 people.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. You need to undermine a con man. Just kill a, like a, over 100,000 people it's, and fetch it's millions more. It's right there in the textbook. Yeah, page oh, one, boy. chapter one. Oh, boy. But then he goes on to say something interesting that you wouldn't expect to hear from Mick Mulvaney, mm-hmm. who was basically a carbuncle on Trump's ass for a while there. Uh, he said, I know it isn't popular to talk about in some Republican circles, but we still have a testing problem in this country oh my god a testing problem uh that's not what tr- not what trump is saying but okay he said uh, mick mulvaney right. goes on to say uh my son was tested recently we had to wait five to seven days for results. My daughter wanted mm-hmm. to get tested before visiting her grandparents, but was told she didn't qualify. That is simply inexcusable at this point in the pandemic. And Donald Trump, meanwhile, is like, "Oh, we do, we do the very most testing. So much that the reason we have cases so high because of all the testing, which is, uh, God, not so true. counterfactual. Yeah, absolutely, simply not, not true.
1: true. There is you. You can attribute. I know, for example, you can attribute some. Of the vast increase in Florida to the massive increase in testing of young people. Yeah. But uh, you also have to look at the positive rate that's coming out of that, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that, too, is, is frightening.
0: That whole line that Trump is playing with right now is... There's a dual purpose to it. I don't know if this was his actual intention, but this is the consequence of it. Two things that are happening every time Donald Trump says, well, it's all about the testing. It's because we're testing so much testing, the greatest testing, most tremendous testing. What happens when he says that is not only does it work with the dumb stupids, like the dumb stupids can, oh yeah, I guess we have all these cases because they're testing so... Okay, they fail to see the nuance in why that is absolutely, (laughs) completely wrong. But at the same time, it serves the other purpose of trolling people like us, Buzz. Because every time I hear that, I just get... Uh, furiously angry I just, my face turns red My fists, I start sh- sh- shaking my yeah, fist no, At the TV see, this screen is and... not,
1: This is not healthy <laughs> This is not. <laughs> no shit no. And you know, maybe, I mean, I know he does A lot to troll us, I'm not sure this yeah. is I think this is more, to me This is more about covering up his uh, shirking of his responsibility, you remember him saying that he takes no responsibility, yeah. that it's up to the states to handle this. You, you heard uh, the comment from the Health and Human Services uh, official a, a moment ago about, no, it's all the state's fault. It's not the federal government's fault. Uh, they they have from the beginning, uh, starting from Trump on down pushed this off onto the states because he takes no responsibility. And uh, that includes in his mind, the blame always. And uh, I think this is simply about saying, no, no, I've, I've done. And uh, for example, the administration can truthfully claim that the U S has tested twice as many people as any other country in the world. Well, yeah, but look at the, look at our numbers. We're We're the most infected country in the world at three and a third million people, Mm -hmm. uh, which is more than double the second most infected country, which is Brazil. And everybody else is way, 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 way behind that because everybody else has uh, brought their pandemics under control.
0: Yeah, not to belabor it too much, but if you look at where we were maybe a month ago when the mm-hmm. numbers Six were weeks. gradually declining, we were actually coming down off okay. of that first, right. what seemed a, like a, a monumental peak at the time, which is now just nothing compared to the peak that we're in right now or that we're headed toward right now. But in between these two peaks, with the numbers we're going down. Does that mean we were doing less testing? No, we were doing more testing as time goes on. And the only reason uh that we're seeing a peak now is not because of the goddamn testing. It's because more people are getting the virus now because yeah, of all you Donald have to Trump's do. reopening. Our best I think our best
1: argument as progressives against that argument is hospitalizations are up yeah deaths are starting to trend upward again remember Mm -hmm. two weeks ago when trump was bragging about a falling death rate well guess what it's gone up it's it's going (laughs) the other direction now it's headed back up so uh the the death rate is not falling as has been claimed further uh the hospitalizations are up and hospitalizations Tell you everything you need to know about the serious of the pa- seriousness of the pandemic and what is to come.
0: Yeah, I know. I,
1: and you're, you're right. I'm so glad you brought up testing because this is vitally important. Testing, trace, contact tracing, and then uh, subsequent isolation is how other countries have brought their pandemics under control. It's the one thing the U.S. isn't doing. You talked about uh, Mulvaney having to wait uh, five to seven days to get his kids test results back with uh, uh, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. Her family had to wait eight days and because her husband fell ill before they got their test results back she was able to find a a quick testing site and found out that four members of her family including her husband were uh, infected and by that time who knows the people they'd come in contact with. The longer it takes to get test results out and this is why the delay is is so importantly bad, is the longer it takes, the more useless that information becomes. And the harder it becomes then to do the contact tracing and to do the isolation because by then you don't know who's had contact with that person. So uh, this is our problem. This is this is what needs to be done is a step up in testing. Uh, the administration says there'll be up to a million tests by fall a day. Uh, they won't. Uh, they're, they're not even three-quarters of the way there now. And testing supplies are running short again mm-hmm. without, without that uh, Defense Authorization Act order to produce more testing material.
0: That's right. And you know, uh, Mayor Lance Bottoms. Is that how you say her yes. last name? Is it Lance that's, Bottoms that's or just Mayor Bottoms? I'm not
1: sure I which one know. it is. I don't know. I really don't <laughs> know. Neither it's do not I. hyphenated. It's not hyphenated. <laughs> no. So I'm
0: going to say Mayor Bottoms. I'm just, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to go with Mayor Lance Bottoms.
1: I'm going to go with Mayor Keisha. <laughs>
0: But they were being super careful. I mean, that was the statement out of the mayor's office that they were being right. They were exercising all of the rules. I mean, they were right. social distancing. They were wearing masks. They were not touching their faces and all the rest of it. And they ended up getting it anyway. And and that was sort of the pretext for my little birthday visit on Sunday ah, with yes. my family, um, we actually ended up meeting at a park near where I grew up, so it was a very familiar yeah. area, but in honor of my birthday on uh, Sunday, I met up with my parents and my brother and my sister-in-law and my niece and my niece's friend, and and they brought their dog along too, and we, we all just got together Uh, For a couple of hours where we sat around at a at a public park with just some folding chairs and there was a a picnic bench there. And so we just had a nice conversation. We were all social distance. We were all wearing masks. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I'm thinking about Mayor Bottoms, Mayor Lance Bottoms, Mayor Mayor Keisha. And I'm going, oh, my God, well, does this even matter? Does it mean anything? And so, you know, there was that little voice in the back of my head that maybe we shouldn't even be doing this. But at the same time, I, know, I think we I were know. being somewhat responsible with it. And besides, right. in the More. D.C. area, whether it's Maryland, D.C. proper, or Northern Virginia, the numbers are really, really low right now. So I guess in that respect, right. we were being okay. Probably not setting a great example for the places that are still doing really, really poorly, like uh, like your state, Florida, uh, Texas, California, and places like that. But at the same time, you know, I, I, it was nice. It was nice to, to see everybody and, and get together, despite the fact that we couldn't see each other's faces. You know, I said at one point to my mom, I said, we're going to all have to learn to be more uh, overt with our expressions and our arm you gestures need- and hand gestures in order to make up for the fact that you can't see our faces anymore.
1: I almost posted something last we- this past week about we need to all learn to smile with our eyes. Mm-hmm. And you can... You can do that. You yeah. really can, and people can tell if you're smiling under your mask, and mm-hmm. they can certainly tell from your eyes. You've seen the videos that you can tell from their eyes if they're angry. Yeah. Uh, so you know, yeah, that can be conveyed. Uh, uh, some people have drawn little happy faces on their on their mask or drawn mouths onto their masks. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, obviously that doesn't doesn't it's help. It's kind of
0: scary to me when I see that. Yeah, it can scary. be. Yeah, <laughs> it's a
1: little Jokerish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, no, I, I, I think you were uh, more than careful. I think some people might think that I'm not being careful enough. I will say that uh, our household does socialize uh, closely uh, with one other household that is equally careful. No. Uh, both households have uh, very sophisticated air filtration systems. I know the other household is careful because they have a, a, a beloved mother in their midst who's uh, in her 80s. And uh, the last thing, the last thing these uh, women want to do is see their mother get infected. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they are obviously very careful. I, like I say to people, I haven't been anywhere since 2016. So <laughs> I, 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 just, I just don't go out. Um, and yeah. I, so I, I think I've been very careful. And uh, my wife, Marcia just got, uh, she gave blood this past week. Uh, because that is needed, and she's a good donor, and this was all done very carefully. And while she was there, they tested her for COVID-19, and she tested negative. So, and this is just a couple of days ago. So, uh, we're we're feeling that we've behaved pretty safely. We never we don't go to restaurants, we don't go out, we don't go anywhere where there are people we don't know. And I think if you do that, I think if you Uh, Limit your activities to a safe environment or outdoors, as you uh, did, and you stay away from groups or crowds of people you don't know or don't see regularly or don't know what their contacts are, then, uh, yeah, you're taking some risks. But I think if you're careful and take those things into consideration, I think it's still possible to socialize with loved ones, with close ones, uh, the, the the family that I mentioned is like family to us. And mm-hmm. so uh, there's, and, and you just, I just need that sort of human contact and socialization. And I think we've found a way to do it safely. So, yeah. I, you know, and, and I think a lot of, I would call it a little Corona circle. Yeah. Uh, these these <laughs> two households are dating exclusively and not seeing others. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, I feel like it, it's, it's pretty safe, I hope. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, other people agree. Not that I necessarily need the approval. I just, you know, sometimes you like to know if you're you're on the right track. And yeah, I, I have moments of doubt and nervousness too. Uh, if anything happens, I don't know if you you know you get a symptom or someone in your house gets some kind of symptom. Even if it's just like brief nausea or something, you go, "Oh my God, it's COVID 19 Yeah. Oh my God. And, yes. And, that's right. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. like living with Kimberly Johnson. Every every. <laughs> yeah, I know she's I know she's extra careful. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and,
0: oh, yeah.
1: Nothing wrong with that. I mean, the more careful you are, the safer you'll be. It's just that simple. You've got to decide what's safe and what isn't based on what we know. And like yeah. I said, I think I think you played right. I think we played right. Uh, so I think we're going to be okay
0: here. Yeah, you know, it's just funny. The other day, I, I kind of wrenched my knee a little bit. and So I was like uh-huh. walking with a bit of a limp for about an hour just yeah. walking around the house. And immediately, Kimberly went to covid it's COVID, the yeah, the the cramp, right. the, the knee injury right there, COVID, totally COVID. I br- <laughs> no, no, I, I swear it's
1: not. I, I brushed by an episode of Sanford and Son yeah. on uh, TV the other day where he was, you know, oh, it's the big one, you know, where he fakes having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just thinking in modern context, it'd be, oh, it's the COVID. <laughs> you know, it's,
0: uh, <laughs> right. And You know, the yeah, other yeah, thing anyway. I noticed, too, uh, taking a little bit of a drive to to meet my family on Sunday, is right. I noticed that I had, still had, Three quarters of a tank of gas in my car. Oh yeah, from you, from, from from last year. <laughs> yes, you know what you know when I put that gas in the car. February. When? I put yeah. that gas in the car yeah. in yeah. February. I have no idea. Yeah. Does it go bad? I don't know. With <laughs> is there particulate matter you, that accumulates we, in there over time?
1: I have no idea. We bought a, a, a different car. I won't say we we bought a nice previously owned car. Yeah. Uh, the day before the shutdown and. Yeah. Uh, It it sits in the garage. (laughs) Wow! You know, so so I'm making payments
0: on that. (laughs) Mm. By the way, don't at me with the gas going bad remark. I was just kidding. I was being farcical about my remark about the gasoline going bad, going spoiled after a period of time. So I was just no. It doesn't spoil. Some water some water collects on it, but uh, it's all right. Just leave me alone, all (laughs) you scolds and trolls. Uh, Yeah, I want to talk about uh, the conflict between factual reality and fiction we have a couple more examples of that coming up here with regard to coronavirus uh but before we talk about that i got a question for you you know what everyone hates we hate it when people post photos or screen grabs of us when we're looking uh, our weirdest either we have an awkward look on our faces or we're just not looking our best two solutions for you if you have this problem no unauthorized photos policy. Make sure to spread that around your to all your social media friends and contacts. And, of course, yeah. the other solution is, as always... Plexiderm, Plexiderm, right here. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crows, feet, and under-eye bags, all in the comfort of your home. In just a matter of minutes, Plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for hours, so nobody's going to know your secret, and I took the test. I was amazed by the results, and you should take the test, too. Get Plexiderm and love how you look and feel this summer. Go to tryplexiderm.com and use my code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off, or try a 14.95 trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code Voices. Again, visit triplexiderm.com. Use the code Voices for half off full size bottle plus an additional ten dollars off, or try a 14.95 trial pack when you use the code Voices at triplexiderm.com. Bob Seska.
1: I'm cool staying in. It gives us time to finish that thing that we opened last year. Turn the TV to TLC.
0: If this is learning, then we don't know a thing. But we can laugh till we sleep. Oh, this is one of my new faves. This is Logan Not Piercy, solo recording sweet. artist in a song called Side by Side. Link in the description. I feel Oh, great. I when I was
1: 19 nice. years old, being young and so damn
0: stupid. Perfect for the summer, too. Uh, again, nice. Logan nice. Piercy, side by side. Link in the description of bobsesca.com. bobseska.com slash music to submit. Okay, so uh, the mayor of Miami Beach, one of the jobs that I aspire to have one of these days. Well, sure, yeah. especially now. <laughs> Miami Beach Mayor Don Gelber just nailed Mike Pence. Uh, this mm-hmm. was kind of funny uh, to read about the other day. Uh, Miami Beach Mayor Don Gelber said, for crying out loud, this is on CNN, for crying out loud, we had the VP, Mike Pence, here last week telling us that we're in a much better place and then immediately... We had the worst couple of days in the history of the pandemic anywhere in the world. So, yep. again, you're seeing this collision. You know, you wonder why the Karens and some of the Red Hats are just going indiscriminately bonkers out there. Why they're all losing their spadoinkle. Well, it's because you know they're being told one thing by Pence and Trump and everyone at the White House. And then the actual real-life experience out in the field, out among people, is completely the opposite. We talked a little bit about the disconnect
1: last week, and, yeah. and what, I, what I offered at that time, and I still think it to be true, is that they are cornered. They, they feel yeah. cornered. They're attacking, they're lashing out, because they feel cornered mm-hmm. by this information disconnect yeah. that you're speaking
0: of. Right, and there's another angle to it that I was thinking about the other day, which is that I think they resent the fact that we're all correct again and uh, I say the word again as as an important part of that phrase I think a Mm -hmm. lot of the resentment that you get from the red hats from the real Trump disciples is that oh those smarty pants liberals are always (laughs) right and they're going around with their rightness and they're always thinking that they're the smart ones and and they hate us because you know we uh, some of us have the smugness but I mean for the most part We've been right on all these issues, and once again, we're being proved right again about the coronavirus and about the president's horrendous, uh, destructive, deadly, malicious response to it, and they're stuck having to defend this wrongness. where They had to do it during the Bush years with the WMD and all the rest of it, uh, Hurricane Katrina, and they're like, oh, fuck, the liberals are right again, and here we are right again, and so now- the people who are already keyed up and loaded with their grievances and all the rest of it and are indiscriminately screeching mm-hmm. about all those things are now right. seeing their, their president, their messiah proved wrong. They're seeing themselves proved wrong again. And I think that's pissing them off, <laughs> quite Yeah, frankly, well, and
1: especially, especially now that the pandemic has come to the... Sunbelt States. And, and yeah. before I progress, uh, let me backtrack because I was frightened there for a moment or shaken, I should say. When you use the, the phrase smarty pants at exactly the same moment, I was thinking the exact same phrase. Uh, and and also, they do, that, also
0: our menstruation that, yeah. cycles are synchronized. There's that.
1: <laughs> there's there's that. So uh, they. You know they they do hate that. they they hate smarty pants, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what this is about. yeah, uh, that, that's what this is a reaction to because as Bob said, we're mm-hmm. we're right again. yep, uh, and and they're seeing that as pandemic sweeps through uh, the sunbelt states and begins to kill uh, person after person who didn't believe. And uh, we've seen uh, a very touching, uh, powerful uh, stories this past week, uh, multiple stories of individuals. Who didn't believe and then died from it? Oh yeah, thirty-year-old COVID and, patient did that exactly in, that. In, yeah. in, in Texas, that's one. I've got stories of others this week, some of which you're familiar with. I I, I hope to bring details you haven't heard before and a, and a fuller story than you've heard about some of these individuals who did not believe, uh, who did not believe in the pandemic. The seriousness of it did not believe in masks, railed against masks and then got sick and said, you know, holy crap, this is really serious. And then they died. And uh, there's we're hearing more and more anecdotal instances of this. And uh, as the word gets out about that and as these people's families share with others what's happening, I mean, the thing that's hurting Trump the most right now is his failed response to the pandemic. First, he alienated senior citizens. He lost uh, much of his senior support, which uh, helped get him elected in 2016. Lost that when he showed he did not care uh, that he was willing to reopen the country at the cost of the lives of senior citizens. Mm -hmm. But now he wants to reopen schools at the cost of the lives of children. And uh, people are having a hard time with that. I, I, uh, pardon me, while i splinter off and sort of sidetrack here. Uh, one of my friends commented today on Facebook about the need of, of uh, young people to have the experience of school. To, 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 because we are, the kids are falling behind academically. And uh, socially, they're being denied, and they're being denied certain rights of passage of childhood. And uh, we've already lost nearly a year. Uh, progress. Uh, America can't afford an uh, education setback, so education must find a way to go forward in some way. But if you're going to just fully reopen all of the schools, then uh, teachers are going to get sick and die, and then yeah. you're going to have to, and then you're going to have to, and children too. Uh, uh, 14,700, by one estimate I saw, children would die. uh uh, teachers teachers will certainly die you're gonna have to just turn around and reclose the schools just as you're having now to turn around and reclose businesses yeah and this is hitting home with trump voters they've seen him not care about the elders they've seen him not care about the young and they've just had it at this point as it begins to strike the members of their own families and their own fellow believers and that is why some of them are lashing out uh, on camera uh, as they are in these viral videos, uh, and and you notice by the way it's down to masks. We're not hearing as much argument now about there. Even the red hats are starting to believe. Hey, this coronavirus thing is real. Uh, many of them still want to fight the mask battle, <laughs> so we're we're not there yet. That's their favorite. So we're still seeing things about the masks. But if you'll notice, most of the other Protestations from the right have subsided now. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's basically just down to masks. So I think we are making some progress. Yeah. And certainly, as we sort of predicted. Uh, the deaths of fellow Red Hats is making an impact.
0: Right, right. And also, uh, going back to this, uh, again, the conflict between what those Red Hats are hearing and from their president and what they're actually seeing in the real world. Uh, Chris Lavoie from The Stephanie Miller Show posted this on Facebook the other day, and uh, I thought this was funny. It goes right along with what uh, the Miami Beach mayor said about Mike Pence. Uh, Chris posted this on Facebook. He said, just watched the first 20 minutes of the 4 p.m. news on ABC 7. Someone still watches local news. That's so nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, and it was about California closing back down again, right? So California is right. shutting down again. And it went right into, right out of that report, went right into a Trump campaign commercial declaring right. America is opening back up again. Yay. Right. right.
1: And Americans, I think, are are starting to see that contrast more clearly, especially mm-hmm. uh, among Trump supporters, certainly among independents. Yeah. The independent uh, pro-Trump, anti-Trump numbers, uh, the, the anti-Trump numbers among independents have grown exponentially. There was a time, there have been times, where uh, uh, independents favored Trump. There have been times where uh, the majority uh, did not favor Trump. But never has that margin been so great as it is now. And I think we're seeing uh, some red hats drop away as well. Oh, yeah. uh, I didn't mean that, but but yeah, literally <laughs> as well as figuratively.
0: Right. Yeah, and the poll numbers are looking really bad for Donald Trump as far as his approved, disapproved. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yesterday, I think the spread was uh, minus 15.5%. <laughs> that was a huge deal. I mean, that takes us all the way back to, again, late December, early January of 2017 and 2018. 2018. That's as far back as the last time we saw a spread like that for Donald Trump of uh, more than 15 percentage points. Un- unbelievable. In, in, ter-
1: in terms of the presidential race, Florida yeah. is now a blue state. Yeah. Uh, Texas is now a purple state. But uh, The mm-hmm. latest polls there have Trump either tied with Biden or uh, a, a new statewide poll out last <clears throat> night had uh, Biden in the lead in Texas by 5%. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's in, what was it, Letterman used to say, I wouldn't give his troubles to
0: a monkey on a rock. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, um, along those lines, I want to talk about OAN during the post-mortem show.
1: Okay, good. Because
0: believe it or not, OAN has commissioned pollsters (laughs) to do actual numbers about actual election-related things ain't it cute it is very adorable and they've chosen an otherwise reputable polling agency the only problem is i think oan is monkeying with the numbers speaking of monkeys think yeah yeah so we're gonna have to talk about oan coming up here on the post mortem show what happens is when this music is done playing we keep on talking if you're only listening to the free show on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, you're not you're getting the whole out. show. Yeah, you got to keep missing out. Yeah, you're totally missing out. You have to go to our Patreon page, patreoncom slash Suska show, or very simply, bobsuskashow.com.
1: show.com. And you hear the postmortem, sh- postmortem show where Bob and
0: I reveal our deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> That's exactly right. Maybe. Sometimes we do that. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, what happens is we keep on talking right after this music is done playing. That right. is the Postmortem Show. We do that every Tuesday and Thursday. Bonus material for you <laughs> in case you're still jonesing for more content. So just go to our Patreon page, sign up for $5 a month and get that. Thank you for doing that in advance. Also, make sure to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo. Do all your shopping through our Amazon link. It takes you right to the front page of Amazon.com where you can go shopping as normal. But we get a teeny tiny commission from some of your purchases. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment—the best hour of news you're gonna hear all week. He's on uh, what, what, like, about a hundred thousand words right now. Uh, for the, have, the uh,
1: only fifty-five hundred so far, but I'll <laughs> triple that by showtime.
0: Amazing! Again, the best newscast of the week. You want to tell all your friends about it? BuzzBurbank.com, RealmNetwork.com, everywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Buzz Burbank News and Comment. And you're there. Hit subscribe and you're all set. Uh, meanwhile, Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, SexyLiberal.com. Make sure to subscribe yeah. to all of the shows for free, by the way. And uh, five-star ratings and reviews for all of the Sexy Liberal shows. Oh, also, and Buzz Burbank News and Comment, too. So why don't you do that? Thank you. Postmortem Show coming up next. We'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye.